What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, December 8th, 2016, and you guys are listening to episode 284. Uh, Hope everybody is doing well. Hope uh, everybody had a good time in between shows. Um, Got a great show for you guys uh, this week. Uh, A lot of unacceptables, so I don't know if I can get to them all. Um, I don't know what happened, but there is a flood of unacceptables this week. So I'm going to do my best, guys, to get to uh, to get to all of them, as I always like to do. But it seems like I have some regulars, some new listeners, all that stuff. So I uh, have to get to the uh, new listeners um, as well. So uh, I will get to that. Got, um, so yeah, some sports stuff to talk about. Uh, got some... Um, you know, funny, unacceptable that happened uh, last night in New York City. Want to talk about some shows that I, I uh, did, some shows that I'm doing. Uh, big announcement that I made yesterday on Facebook um, that I'll, I'll talk about on the show today. So I have a full, full-packed TVE for you guys. So uh, sit back, relax, wherever you may be, whether you're at work or on a treadmill or in your car or doing whatever you're doing. Uh, I hope you are... Um, Enjoying yourself, enjoying the show, sit back and relax, and uh, I will take you through the next hour um, here. My dog is driving me fucking nuts, okay? We had a dog trainer come. I got to talk about that. That was an amazing thing, Um, and my dog is not being bad. He's just driving me nuts. Like, I want him to be quiet, and every time I want him to be quiet, he just throws his face into his fucking metal food dish and starts chewing and drinking like a fucking animal. And I know that's what he is, but he just, he is just, oh my God, he's just being loud. It's just fucking annoying me. Having a pet today is annoying me. Look, he's running around. He's right here by my foot. He's just fucking, he's annoying the shit out of me today. However, he's been a much better dog uh, since the trainer came. Uh, Coach Mike came. Going to talk about all that stuff. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that's what I'll do first. I'll actually get, I'm going to get into the uh, sponsors um, before I get into the show. As you guys know, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog and City Living Dog Services and Coach Mike who um, is an amazing dog trainer in this country. Uh, Really, really amazing. Um, You could check out City Living Dog and Coach Mike on his Facebook, on his Instagram, on his Twitter, and um, his amazing YouTube videos, and he also does Facebook Live. We did a quick Facebook Live at my house just of, you know, trying to let the dog know that he can't claim everything, and so, um, you know, people were giving great feedback during that about just how the dog was, you know, Really kind of getting it, you know, and, and, you know, Coach Mike is amazing. He taught me a ton of different things, walking with him, and uh, just a bunch of of insane things that, like, the dog, like, wanted in a weird way. You know, like, the dog wanted to be tamed. The dog wanted the discipline, but just was, you know, hear him, listen, hear him, hear him, look. Yeah, going in his bowl. Going, why, why wouldn't he when I'm fucking doing my show? Why wouldn't he? It's just, I swear to God, I love this dog. And, you know, right when I get mad at him, he'll just put his chin on my knee and look at me. But it's it's just, he's such a fucking wants to go. Look, he's like pushing my notebook with his face. He's fucking, he's nuts. We got a nuts dog. But, uh, you know, uh, Coach Mike was here and he was... 
really, really amazing at like predicting the dog's behavior. Like he would be like, no, when the dog goes and runs after the cats, you know, create a barrier, claim your cats, don't let him do it. And eventually he'll walk by the cats and like, sure enough, he's like, all right, now, now don't, now don't get between them. Let's see what happens. And the dog just walked by the cat like he wasn't there. It's just like, he's like, yeah, this is what the dog wants. All kinds of stuff that made me realize how much of a shitty dog owner I am. Um, <laughs> but uh, please check out Mike um, and, and City Living Dog and watch all of his YouTube clips and all that stuff because he's amazing. Also, drink more good, guys. Drink more good is your healthy alternative to soda, healthy substitute. It is organic uh, handcrafted syrups that go into your seltzer water, and there's uh, citrus flavors, and there's um, ginger ale and all kinds of different flavors there. Uh, make it as strong as you want it. You simply put the, um, you know, the organic syrup into your, into, hey, into your, um, Lloyd, stop it, dude. Stop it. I know you want to play. Not now. Okay? Not now. Sit down. Um, yeah. Oh. oh, my God. I swear to God. I, sw I mean, I... Even when he's being good, he's driving me nuts. Even when he's being fucking good, he's driving me nuts. All right. Anyway, so, um, yeah, you take these handcrafted syrups, you put them in your seltzer... Uh, you make them as strong as you want, or, you know, if you don't want it that strong, you just put a little bit in there, you get amazing flavor, um, nothing artificial, there's no, none of that, like, you know, that artificial gross stuff that, you know, just is completely and just insanely um, awful for your body, none of that stuff, this is all organic, you could even use these for um, marinades, uh, for cooking and baking, you can make it use use cocktails. Go to drinkmoregood.com. You can see everything that these guys are doing. Um, they even work with the generosity.org, helping uh, fill uh, water wells all over the world. Uganda, Ghana, all this stuff. Um, so uh, check out Drink More Good for a healthy, delicious alternative to soda with these handcrafted uh, organic syrups. And of course, guys, All Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite podcasts. Go to All Things Comedy for your favorite comedy albums. Uh, they do a great job. And uh, you could follow them at Twitter, at All Things Comedy. But if you like stand-up, or if you like even comedy podcasts, or actually, if you like comedians, because I don't think all of them are comedy-like podcasts, but they're all comedians doing them, I believe, check it out. It's allthingscomedy.com, and follow them on Twitter, at allthingscomedy. Uh, okay, guys, want to get into um, a bunch of stuff. Um, it's been a crazy week. Um, we... I was at, uh, I want to talk about the, the weekend shows in New York City. Um, I said it once, I'll say it again. Doing stand-up in New York City is the greatest. It's just um, the best stand-ups in the world, dude, are fucking here. And uh, I'm not saying that to be an arrogant, it, it's true. You know, it's it's the best stand-up. You know, L.A., you want to go out there and, you know, there's opportunity to get an industry and get in shows and get famous and all that stuff. Like, But if you want to just become, you know, a monster at the craft, I mean, when you go on stage in New York, you're going up either before or after such monsters. I was performing uh, this weekend at the stand on Friday night, and then Saturday I did two shows, both sold out at New York Comedy Club, which was absolutely bananas in that room. So much fucking fun. I had such a great time working the new hour and uh, absolutely awesome. So, you know, uh, 
if you come to New York City, man, you got to check out the stand. You know, uh, I always talk about the stand. It's my home club, but there's other great rooms like New York Comedy Club's a great room. Um, you know, check you can check out Stand Up New York. I mean, all the all the places in New York City are amazing, but performing there is just um, it's just it was so much fun. And um, you know, the thing about New York is when you go in there, it, it's not you're it's not just New Yorkers. It's so many tourists that come in, but the tourists here how good the stand-up is, so they're into it, and, you know, I mean, unless it's, like, insane, like, sometimes people are like, I did not understand analogy, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, you're really from afar, you know, but, uh, you know, it's just awesome, because it's a mix, and it's a blend, but funny is funny, and, and it's just, um, it truly is one of my favorite, one of my favorite things in the world is to perform on a, on a packed-out show in New York City on a, a Friday, Saturday night. It's one of my favorite things in, in this business. Like, it's something that no matter what, you take with you forever. You're just like, oh, my God, those nights were just it's so insane and amazing. And um, so, uh, and I know I sound sick. I'm actually not. It's really bizarre. I was. And then, uh, you know, I'm fine. I feel fine. I'm a little tired, but, and I know I sound congested, but I guess I'm just getting over a cold, but I feel fine. So, um Sorry for that. So, um, so I want to get to this unacceptable because I, I don't know how people feel about this. So I want to talk about this. And it basically is about public affection, okay, with your partner, your significant other, your whatever, okay, uh, even on a date. I don't know what level these people were at. Um, my assumption is that it was obviously new because I couldn't imagine at all, I mean, at all, people going at it like this if it was, an, you know, a long relationship. I mean, listen, sometimes you do, I guess, if you're drunk, whatever, but listen, this was nuts. Last night, I uh, I did a show at uh, Stand Up New York last night, and um, my buddy Giannis, you guys know Giannis from the show, great friend of mine, Giannis is uh, a dear friend of mine. And a hilarious comedian, uh, super, super talented. And Giannis was at the stand. So he's at the stand on my stand up New York. Our sets are kind of around the same time. I had a 10, 15 spot. So um, I said, look, I said, um, you want to meet up? I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen Giannis in a while. Uh, he's been, he's been traveling. I've been traveling the, the whole thing. So I was like, yo, let's meet up for a stick, you know, get a cigar. And he's like, yeah, I'll meet up for a stick for sure. So I was like, he's like, where do you want to meet? I was like, well, let's meet at Merchants, which is uh, kind of in between both of us. I said, meet at Merchants at 1045. So we go out there, you know, start catching up, smoke a stick. They had the, they had, uh, the basketball game on. We're just talking shit, having a good time, whatever, catching up, just talking. And uh, Lloyd. And um, this couple comes in. And, like, there's leather couches in there. And there's, like, a leather couch on the side. Like, so we're facing the TV. And then there's a leather couch, like, vertical, like, to our left. And these people sit down. And uh, it's off to, like, the, the wall, the back wall. And I'm thinking, oh, this is cool. A couple's going to come in here, smoke a cigar. It's a smoky cigar lounge and bar. And you're not really going to get a drink if you don't smoke here. Because it's like, why wouldn't you just go to a bar? You're in New York City. You go to a bar that's not filled with cigar smoke, you know, and they sit in the back and I swear to God, me and Giannis are talking and he kind of can't see it. And I'm just sitting there 
And this chick and him are like grabbing each other's face, just like going at it, making out, like intense making out. Like it was like, I was just like, I literally had to stop my conversation. I was, I think I might've even out loud said like, oh shit. Like it was, it was like intense making out. Like they were going at it. So that I look over at Giannis. I'm like, yo dude, look at this. And he looks over and I mean, these people are going at it. And I'm just thinking to myself like now I'm getting uncomfortable because it's like, what, like, this is getting, like, dude, I, I'm not even joking. It's like, I think, she, I, I honestly feel like she was a minute away from starting to jerk this guy off. Like, it got, like, heavy. And I'm gonna, and I'm going like, I mean, good for the guy, you know? Part of me is going like, alright, you know, this guy brought this woman in here. It's this fucking, I mean, she's gotta be liking him if she's willing to start making out with him in this cigar-filled smoke fucking fest. And all over and touching and everything. Well, then I'm just kind of like, listen, dude, you're sitting around other people that are there to like socialize and like you're doing that and you got to have some sort of fucking tact. So that's where I felt like it was really unacceptable at one point. It's like, all right, enough's enough. Like I could understand a little bit. This shit was like going at it. And then I'm trying to think like, have I ever, like, have I ever done anything like that? And it's like, no, I have not. I've always waited. And if it was like that, it would be like, as soon as anything like that would ever start, it's like, okay, let's go, like, let's go privacy. Like, let's, you know what I mean? Like, okay, let's leave the, like, I think that's what normal people do. It's like, okay, let's leave this place. Go get a hotel room. Go fucking, you know what I mean? And listen, it's not as unacceptable as doing it at a comedy show. You know, I mean, that's ridiculous. But this was like, like, this was like, I don't, like, in, I don't even know how to say this without sounding weird. But it was like a passionate, romantic, like it wasn't even just like kissing in public. This was like, like they were going at it like they should have been by a fire in fucking Niagara Falls with wine and the lights dim. And like just doing like a weekend fucking fuck fest. And, and like I'm sitting there and I'm just like, what the, f- what are you doing? You know, and I don't know how people feel about that. I think it's unacceptable. I really do. It's like, don't fucking, that, have a little bit of tact. And you know what, the guy, if he's trying to close a deal, I mean, listen, it couldn't be any more, I mean, you can't have it on a platter like that, you know, I mean, it was ridiculous, all he needed to do was be like, look, um, let's get out of here, you know, I thought we could get a drink, but I just want to, come on, I just want to go be with you alone in a hotel, say something, get out, don't sit there when a bunch of guys are trying to talk and, you know, catch up and smoke a cigar and, and watch the fucking game and you're doing that shit. It was weird, and you guys would have had to see it to know what I'm talking about. Because normally I, that wouldn't be an unacceptable, but I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah, that is. That's a little too much. And if you're trying to be like an exhibition, if you're trying to show people that, that's really unacceptable. You know, like if that was the point, like, oh, we're going to sit in this place and go heavy at it, and we don't care what we want people to see, then fuck you. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's unacceptable too, I think. You know? And like I said, you know, I'm not talking about holding hands. I'm not even talking about a peck here or there. This was like, this was like beginning a porno scene. That's what this was. This was the beginning of a porno. Like I was literally, they were going out, they were making out so hard at one point. I was like, There's, she's going to start jerking this kid off. I can't sit here. You know? And she's just, sh- and that's the other thing that made her unacceptable. She was shameless about it. She's just sitting there, a fucking big smile. Just leaning back like she's in her fucking living room and nobody's there. I mean, I was just like, I wanted to be like, bitch, you know people are here, right? 
You know people are here. Like, we're here. People see this. Like, this is a big fucking public place with TVs on and people smoking and socializing and drinking. Like, what are you doing? It annoyed me because it was almost like... I don't know. It was almost like they were using the place to do it. Lloyd, get down here. I swear to God, man. I just... We got the wrong fucking dog. We did. Even even when he's good, he's better now. And he's just he just always needs to go. Like, we got the wrong breed is what I'm saying. I love Lloydie. I love my dog. We just got the wrong breed. Sometimes you got to know when you get the wrong breed. You know? You just have to admit it. You got to be like, yeah, we fucking saw a beautiful puppy. He's a beautiful looking dog. And his energy level is not for the family. That's it. It's not. I should have got a big fucking fat, lazy something that just sits around and does nothing. Doesn't bark and doesn't run. And instead I got like fucking the LeBron James version of a dog that just wants to run around and dunk. Constantly. Um, but yeah, so that's my unacceptable. This public affection to the point where it gets like, it goes from, oh, that's wow, these people are really into each other to like, alright, this is like softcore porn. I don't want to see this shit at all. At all. And I know some people are like, what are you talking about that's hot? No, it's actually not. It's weird. It's weird. You know? Hot is when it's you and the girl in a fucking private hotel room. That's when it's hot. That's when it's awesome. Not when you're in a smoke-filled den with a bunch of fucking middle-aged guys smoking, you know, tobacco and fucking drinking and watching the game. Um, so that's my unacceptable. And, uh, I don't know. Let me know how you feel about that. If you guys ever, you know, where's the line? Where's the line drawn in public with this? I don't know. Um, let's go to your guys' unacceptables and see what you guys wrote. Cause there's a bunch of them. I'm going to see any long ones, guys. I'm not going to be able to read. I'm sorry. Cause I'm going to try to get through this as quick as I can. So, uh, here we go. Let's, uh, let's get to your guys' unacceptables. Here we go. This one is from Ryan uh, Bauer. And uh, this one says, Chicago Cubs unacceptable. Hey, Paul, huge fan of the podcast. I've been listening since you were on Burr's talking about the Rose Bowl. Recently, Chicago, uh, recently the Cubs convent, uh, convention tickets went on sale. They sold out in minutes and I did not get any while I am beyond happy they won, I really enjoy going uh, as I have gone the last three years and it is starting to become a tradition every year. My somewhat unacceptable is on the Cubs for poor management to include people who have gone in previous years and season ticket holders. I am sure people who um, have went to all 20 who have went to all 25 years are going to miss out on the one after they finally win the World Series. The tickets have always went on sale in September and gone somewhat fast, but always still manageable to get. The Cubs just wanted to be cute and charge $108 the years uh, from last win instead of... Oh, okay, okay, I got you. The years uh, from the last win instead of normally uh, 70-ish. My main unacceptable is on all the greedy animals who ended up with tickets and immediately put them on StubHub starting around 400 per ticket. They are probably the same bandwagon animals who went to the celebration uh, parade slash rally and ended up playing in the mud. 
<laughs> Jesus. Lock these. Oh, and then you sent me a uh, thing with people, I guess, playing in the mud. Uh, lock these animals up, Paul, please. Best wishes. And I hope you come to Chicago, uh, the Chicago area soon. Uh, that's hilarious, man. People, uh, people playing in the mud for that. I wouldn't do that. I don't, I don't know. But as far as the unacceptable, look, uh, it's, yeah, it's capitalizing on, it's just capitalizing on the tickets. I mean, I don't know what people's financial situation is, but they look at it like, hey, the Cubs won. I was rooting for the Cubs, too. I was glad the Cubs won. I was rooting hard for the Cubs. Speaking of that, the uh, Yankees got Chapman. In my opinion, the reason why the Cubs won the World Series is because of this kid. And uh, I'm glad the Yankees got him back because just being able to watch a guy that could throw 105 miles an hour is fucking insane. Um, and I remember watching him coming out in the World Series going, man, I wish I could watch him as a regular on the Yankees, and now he is. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. You know, people like you who are like been there and, and were there for, you know, when they weren't winning and now that they are, you know, everybody's trying to make a dime. Unfortunately, that's the way that it is. But um, thank you so much, man. Uh, I appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks for the submission and uh, looking forward to uh, coming back to Chicago for sure. Uh, okay, this one says, uh, lazy friend from Sam. Hey, Paul, I've only heard four episodes of TVE and I'm already hooked. Anyways, I've got an unacceptable for you. Last week, myself and a few other people from my school were going to a theater festival. Uh, one of my schoolmates, who I was performing a scene with, asked if I could give him a ride to the convention. Uh, we're pretty good friends, so I said yes. On the day of the convention, I was uh, driving to my friend's house to pick him up. I tried to call him seven times, and he never answered. When I showed up at his house, his brother answered the door and said my friend was in the basement. I went down there, and he was playing video games in his fucking underwear. I demanded an explanation, and he told me he didn't get any of my calls. He kept blaming T-Mobile for it. Uh, I asked how, uh, how he was planning to get there without me and he said he would have just stayed, he would have just stayed home he ended up uh we ended up being late uh because of his dumb inconsiderate ass unacceptable thanks sam uh well sam i got this funny story for you so i'm only gonna give him leeway and a little slack here because he mentioned t-mobile and guys i'm not kidding this is fucking true before my wife and I, before we moved up to uh, Mount Kisco, because we were in Mount Kisco for five years. Mount Kisco is a town about 20 minutes south of me now. And uh, we spent five years in Mount Kisco before we moved to where we're at right now. And um, before that, we were in Harrison, right? And we stayed in this little downstairs. Um, our old landlord, I think he had, pa I think he passed away, rest his soul, but guy was like 90 something years old, like cleaning out the gutter and sh like, you know, working in his yard. Like just, I mean, he had unbelievable genes. I think he said his mom died when she was like 103. His dad was close to a hundred. And like when we first lived, we lived there for a while. When we first lived there, he was like 87. He was in great shape. Such a sweetheart of a guy too. And he talked like, um, Bob Shepard, the old Yankee announcer, you know, the one Derek Jeter. Like that, he sounded like that. He'd be like, hey, Paul, I don't hear any sounds on there. You guys all right? He was just a sweetheart of an old man, sweetheart of a guy. And we lived in this, um, like, the downstairs, like, you know, downstairs, too I don't know if it was illegal or if it was whatever the fuck it was. It was like um, just a regular house upstairs in this little one bedroom with a bath and a kitchenette, really small, 
really small. Like if me and Stacy ever fought in that thing, it was fucking awkward because you just had to sit in the living room and you could see the other person. Um, that reminds me of Adrian Appalucci's bit. My friend Adrian Appalucci, such a funny comedian. She goes, our apartment was so small when we fought, one of us would have to take a shower, which is so fucking funny. But, uh, so anyways, back to this unacceptable. Um, this was probably 2006, 2005, 2006. And T-Mobile did a deal where... T-Mobile had a deal where it's like you could buy one phone, get one free. And we're like, oh, let's do this fucking together thing where you get one and I get one. The whole stupid, yeah, we'll get a free phone. We'll be on the same plan. You know, whatever. You get excited for stupid shit. And I remember the first day we had these fucking phones from T-Mobile. It was a nice phone, too. But the first day we had them, I'm in my house and I can't I can't hear anything. I can't. I'm like, I mean, I can't get reception. I can't get a call. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? So finally... I go outside to my car to make the call to see, and I get reception. I call up and I go, hey, you know, I said, you know, my name's Paul Verzi. I said, my, my wife and I just, got, or my girlfriend and I just got on a plan, um, two for, you know, two phones for the price of one, and they knew the whole thing, and they saw, and she goes, and she literally said this with a straight face, the day, the fucking day our plan started with the phone, she goes, she goes, oh, yeah, I'm seeing that we're not having a tower in that, uh, area and the one place, but I, I am seeing that if you, if you do go out to your car, it will work. But unfortunately in your home where you live right now, it's not going to work, but we're working on more towers, but you can use your phone if you go outside to your car. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Cancel this shit right now. So, okay. Uh, in that case, Sam, I'm giving him, <laughs> I love that he's blaming T-Mobile because I, I actually get it. Like T-Mobile is the last fucking thing you want, uh, especially if you're in a basement or on the ground floor. However, he should have been waiting for you. He should have been ready and I get it. So I'm, I'm half fucking around. You're right. Um, and, uh, you know, lazy friend, what are you going to do? Playing video games, you know. Look, look, you could have friends that really suck. You could have friends that don't have your back. You could have selfish friends. You could have piece of shit friends. Sounds like to me you just got a lazy friend who likes to smoke weed. Blame T-Mobile, which you can't fucking, you know, blame him for that much. And like to, you know, sit down and play video games. What are you going to do? Thank you for the submission. Uh, here we go. Um, let's see. All right, this is, I think, a first. Here we go. Unacceptable. Mall kiosk salesman from Tanner Sterner. Okay, here we go. Dear Paul, long-time listener, first-time writer. My unacceptable today is about cutthroat kiosk salesman. I was at my local mall last night doing some Christmas shopping for my parents and for my girl. I had my shopping bag in one hand, and I was just about to head home for the evening when a middle-aged woman, maybe in her 30s, approached me um, very far away from her kiosk. She confidently grabbed my free hand and asked my name. Uh, not even realizing what was happening yet, I was brought up uh, nowhere, uh, nowhere near a gigantic shopping center. I told her my name was Tanner. She acted very happy as she spoke with me 
um, with her Eastern European accent very quickly as if reading off of a script. Yeah, because she probably memorized some shit. She acted very... Uh, hold on. She asked uh, who my shopping bags were for. I told her a friend. She asked, what do I do for a living and pretended like she cared, probably to estimate how much money I make so she could swindle as much possible from me, as much uh, as possible from me. I gave her a vague description because I was already sort of checked out and decided whatever she has to sell me, I was not buying. I tried to step away, but being the professional, uh, she is, uh, wait, but being the professional she is, my hands were coated with a thick, sticky layer of her deep sea salt body scrub before I knew it. Oh, geez. Now I have fallen into the hole, Paul. Exactly what she wants. Now I can't leave. The only socially acceptable way out of this is to buy her stupid uh, body scrub. I don't know about that. Hold on. I got thoughts, but let me finish this. Like I said, where, I'm, where I am from, this is unheard of. She proceeds to have me scrub my hands together over a large bowl filled with water, asking when the last time I washed my hand was. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what made it extra awkward is the scrub had reopened and, oh, Jesus, had reopened a cut on my fingertip, so now there was blood dripping into the bowl. She, oh, my God, dude. She ignores this and continues reading her pitch in how to scrub and matching lotion is made from the deep sea and is naturally um, mineral rich. Does she seriously think I give a fuck? The only reason I even use lotion is so I don't look like an ashy motherfucker like Bill. Oh, that's hilarious. I then wash my hands off and she tries to amaze me by showing me how dirty the water is from my hands, which... Um, Okay, which might, I remind you, now looks like raspberry Kool-Aid from my cut, oh God, finger. Finally, she tried to sell me an incredible promotional deal of buy one set of scrub and lotion and get another free. Out of courtesy, I played along and asked, how much does it cost? She replies, fifty nine ninety nine for the set. I was very polite despite the fact that she is trying to guilt me into spending 60 motherfucking dollars on a couple of tiny jars of lotion. Unacceptable. I looked her dead in the eyes and told her sorry, not interested, and began walking away. She asked me why and acted all sad, and I straight up told her it's too ex uh, expensive... Uh, expensive and I have no interest in the product I said thank you for your time and left she then begins to follow me um, an impressive way in, impressive hold on a second I'm sorry I gotta move this thing up this is small font here she then begins to follow me uh, in impressive ways down the mall before finally giving up when I say put this woman on a leash tie her to a kiosk I mean it uh, in the most literal way possible. This type of aggression, guilt-tripping marketing is absolutely unacceptable and should be outlawed, not to mention the grossly overpriced merchandise. I understand they are trying to make money, but that doesn't make it okay. Uh, I mentioned this story to my girl who told me about a time where a mall kiosk salesman started touching 
uh, and flat ironing her hair without her permission. Unacceptable. Lock him up in a, a deep sea kiosk. Love the show. Listen every episode. Keep it up. Tanner S. Well, thank you, Tanner. Um, I appreciate that very much. And, um, you know, I would have, if I was you, and I agree with you, the fact that they're even putting lotion and shit and touching your hands with stuff and like grabbing you, it's just in, insane. And it's, it's, you know, and I don't like that whole like, you know, Eastern European, like, no, come on, no, no, why you do whatever the fuck they talk. It's like, listen, all right, I'm in a mall right now, okay? I don't need lotion and I don't need some stranger putting lotion on my fucking hands telling me how dirty my hands are. It is unacceptable. I would have been like, look, you can do this all you want. I'm not paying for anything. Or another good way is, listen, I don't have any money. I spent all my money here. Sorry, I have no money. I don't even have a credit card. Sorry. You know, that's the way you get them. When you just, when they know there's no way they could get something from you, like, yeah, I don't have a credit card. I spent all my cash. So I don't even have, I have like a dollar fifty on me. I can't do anything. You know, and I get the fuck out of here and leave me alone. How about that? Yeah, I don't like that, like, overly, like, come here, do you have a second? Do you have a second? It's like, nah. They tried to do that shit with my, they tried to do that shit with my, what's it called? With my kids. Oh, my God, your, your, your kids are beautiful. They're like models. You ever think about modeling them? Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do in the mall. That, as a matter of fact, that's why I came to the mall. I'm going to go shopping to get my loved ones things, and we're going to eat, and we're going to do all that. And then I'm going to stop and make you get paid by you trying to exploit how fucking good-looking my kids are. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you for the submission. Here we go. Um, this one is Brown's Fan Unacceptable from Blair Stewart. Hi, Paul. Uh, I'll get right into it. I'm a Giants fan from Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and I have some friends that I went to college with that live in, in the Philly area. We are all fans of Big Blue, and when we saw how cheap Giants Cleveland was, we had uh, to take the road trip. The tickets were literally $6, and Cleveland is only about four, what? Four hours from me. Uh, when we arrived, we all uh, we were all set to be rowdy and had started boozing and firing up sticks at about 10 a.m. What we click, quickly realized was that despite being winless and uh, despite being winless and bad uh, for so long, the fans were super cool and accommodating. This made us chill out and make friends with uh, the enemy, even though our seats were in the dog pound. Acceptable to put aside uh, team colors for an event, make friends, and have a good time. Check out the awesome guy photobombing our picture in the dog pound. Uh, I'm the ginger on the right. Thanks for the podcast. Go Giants. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. I don't even think they even have the energy to be dicks. I think it's just been so brutal to be 0-12 that they're just like, fuck it, you know? I think they've just had it, and they're just like, fuck it, whatever. Um, thanks, though, man. Uh, here we go. This is from Saren Rial. Uh, unacceptable. Hi, Paul. This happened many years ago. My brother discovered some clothes in the backyard that had been ripped to shreds by the foxes. He brought them in and showed them to me. Uh, we commented on how good they would have been had they not been ripped up. It then... <laughs> Uh, dawned on us that they were the clothes we ordered from some mail order catalog. Oh, no. The postman had thrown them over the side of the wall and never left a note. We got them replaced, uh, but still. Come on, dude. What the fuck? 
We still laugh about it and imitate what was going through the fox's mind when they opened up the package that helped them with their foreplay. <laughs> That's great. That's a great story. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I wonder why the guy did that. I wonder why he wouldn't like at least give a note or at least say something to you. Uh, here we go. All right, the next one here is... Okay, says just says unacceptable, and uh, there is uh, no name, just an email. Here we go. I went to Walmart last night to pick up some Christmas tree items, and upon entering, immediately saw a tranquilizer-worthy pack of cave-dwelling creatures loose. <laughs> I saw a tranquilizer. I, at first, I was like, is he going to say tranquilizer gun? No, you saw a tranquilizer-worthy pack of cave-dwelling creatures loose <laughs> in the front of the store. Christmas must have drawn them out from <laughs> under uh, the house to gobble burgers up with no regard. Which brings me to my unacceptable. Jesus, I love it. Uh, if you've ever ate dinner with your family at McDonald's and Walmart, you, my friend, are an absolute animal. I would encourage everyone listening <laughs> to visit your local Walmart, Walmart around peak hours this holiday season to enjoy the show. Make sure to bring popcorn, the level of greasy French fry finger quarter pounder sadness is at a 10. Lock these, uh, lock these pelican neck savages up, and throw lettuce in their faces through the bars. Thanks for the laughs, Paul. Keep, <laughs> keep uh, going to be making a trip to Cali, New York later this year. Uh, nice, nice. I wanted to see you. Nice, cool, man. That's awesome. P.S. I don't know why McDonald's even sells salads. Clearly, no one's buying. I actually, there was one salad that wasn't bad there. But, I mean, it's still McDonald's, so what are you going to do? Um, all right, here we go. Uh, this one says, um, Bridget's Joke Challenge from Dan Kelly. Here we go. Uh, hi, Paul. I'm a huge fan of your comedy and the TVE podcast. I saw you with Lawhead and Bartnick in Boston two summers ago. I met you afterward and said it felt like you were speaking... Um, for me up there, which I sincerely meant. I, uh, what does it say? I want her to, oh, I want her to want to do it. I know which joke you're talking about. Uh, I then saw you open for Burr at the Wilbur Theater and you made me do a spit take with your joke about the Giants-Patriots relationship. I'm a huge Pats fan too. I have submitted some unacceptables on Twitter, um, but this was email worthy. Okay. Childhood cancer equals unacceptable. My oldest daughter, Bridget, is seven years old uh, and currently is finishing her 10th week of treatment for leukemia at Boston's Children's Hospital. Uh, we are doing our best to stay positive, uh, one of my strong suits, and keep her upbeat with fun distractions. Well, dude, my thoughts and prayers uh, with you and your daughter and... Um, you know, I, I wish you all the best. And if there's anything that I could do, I mean, if, if you do any fundraisers or you do anything like that, please contact me privately, okay? Um, the latest of these uh, is a Twitter page for Bridget Joke Challenge. People are submitting jokes slash videos to keep her entertained while also trying to raise money for charities 
um, that work to help cancer patients and their families. Since I know you have children of your own and I am a huge fan, I was wondering, uh, I'm sorry, I was wondering uh, if you could check out her page and submit a joke video for Bridget. We are using a hashtag Bridget's Joke Challenge as, um, as a hashtag as I didn't want my daughter being associated with something depressing. Maybe you can get your comic friends to do the same as my family and friends are uh, not as funny as they thought. We already have submissions from police and fire departments and even uh, Florence Henderson recorded one before she passed. I know you probably get requests like this all the time, so no hard feelings either way. I'm certain, uh, certainly not an animal, and it would be unacceptable for me to put you in an awkward situation. So please know I will remain a huge fan regardless. Also, Babe Ruth is clearly the greatest player of all time. No, <laughs> no argument. Thanks for the entertainment. Best wishes, Dan Kelly and uh, Team Bridget. Well, first of all, Dan... Um, like I said, dude, I, you know, I know on behalf of myself and my family and everything, man, we wish you and your daughter all the best and, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, just a, a quick uh, recovery and um, the treatment working and, and all the positive vibes coming your way and thoughts and prayers and all that. That's first. Second, of course, I will do that. Um, and anybody... What I'd also like to do is I'd like to extend this out to the, the Verzi Effect listeners. Um, so anybody listening to this right now, and I'm glad I can use this platform. Uh, I love being able to do this. Um, anybody who's listening to this right now who just heard that, it's um, the Twitter pages at uh, Bridget's Joke Challenge. And uh, you could submit videos and jokes. So I ask everybody... You know, um, I will also do one myself, and I will also um, ask my comedian friends as well. So uh, anything that I could do, Dan, to uh, help you guys and put a smile on uh, you and your family, your daughter's face, uh, we will do. So Verzi Effect listeners out there, um, please do that. Please send stuff to Bridget and, and, and let her know that uh, everybody who listens to this is thinking about her and wants her to get better. Send something funny, just send something nice, just said something positive. So absolutely, Dan, 100%. And, uh, you know, if there's anything else I could do, message me, um, you know, message me uh, privately. Um, but that's awesome. That is awesome. And thank you for your support and, uh, and listening. Uh, here we go. This says, possible TVE first from Bob Lane. Uh, Bob Lane says, Paul, I committed an unacceptable during an unacceptable driving in my car with my 13-year-old daughter and uh, firstborn uh, in the passenger seat after a soccer game this morning. I had a 45-minute drive home on the freeway. I glanced down and saw my wife's earbuds on the, uh, on the console and thought, bonus, I'll finish TVE on the rest of the drive. While going 80, I reach for the untangle, oh Jesus, and untangle the earbuds, place them uh, one at a time, open the phone, return to quick text, and then navigate the phone to podcast app. Resume TVE right as your description, the exact way I drove out of the hospital with my brand new cargo uh, 13-year-old almost to the day. 
my bad, lock me up in the driver's head with <laughs> red asphalt play, <laughs> playing on the loop. Um, I want to cut that shit out. I like the idea of your new paid podcast. I think you got uh, the price point just about right. Uh, that is the price that I would uh, I wouldn't trip over. Good luck with it. Uh, okay, wow. So uh, I see what you did there. You, dude, yeah, that's dangerous, brother. That is dangerous. And I, I'm glad that it didn't happen. I'm glad nothing bad happened and it and didn't, especially if it was, you know, listening to my shit. So um, thank you for <laughs> thank you for the submission. And I'm glad I am glad that, uh, you know, nothing happened. And yeah, don't don't worry about that. Like somebody d- did something on my phone today and I was with my son and I was about to read it. And I'm going, what the fuck am I doing? Uh, just like what we talked about. So. Uh, I'm glad everything worked out, uh, Bob. Thank you for uh, listening and the support. Here we go. This is unacceptable. Kyle Douglas. Uh, Kyle. Okay, here we go. Hey, Paul, love the podcast. I've been listening to you for a while, but this is my first unacceptable. Okay, so uh, I'm swinging by a gas station to pick up some drinks, and I'm in line behind this fucking guy, and he's taking forever. The guy at the register was new, so he was struggling with all the uh, tickets he wanted. Uh, he was rude and holding everyone up. After 10 minutes, I said under my breath, oh, Jesus. And he turned around and got nose to nose with me saying, you got a problem? This guy was a short 350, was, was a short 350 pounds. Uh... Uh, he would destroy me, but I didn't move and said, uh, do what you need to do. I almost shit myself. <laughs> That's great. Do what you need to do. And in your mind, you're like, please don't fucking do it. Please don't fucking do what you need to do. Unacceptable. Lock him up with a hot dog on a string and yank it back when he gets too close. Thanks, man. Much love, Kyle D. Thank you, Kyle. That's fucking hilarious that you said do what you need to do. Because that's like, because you know what the funniest part about that is? If you want any, if you wanted any part of that fight, you would have been like, hey, dude, let's do this. Or, you know, let's go outside. Or, you know, yeah, I do have a problem. You're taking so long. What the fuck are you going to do? You're fucking with the wrong one. Something like that. And you were just like, dude, do what you need to do. Meaning, like, I'm not going to fight a fucking 350-pound guy. Um, all right, only a couple more, and then we are done. Okay, um, here we go. Follow up to first time emailing. This is Milo Jurovicious. I remember you. I mean, Milo Jurovicious, I remember you. Hey, Paul, I really appreciate you reading my email. I know it was a little late, but I basically already did what you told me, and I just ignored the fact that they burned the paintings. Oh, this was the uh, relationship advice. This was the, uh, yes, I told you to follow up. So for the people that don't remember, Milo and this girl broke up and it seemed very nice, applicable, seemed civil. It was good. Um, She was encouraging about his paintings and she said that he did a good job. And then he saw on social media her and a girlfriend were burning his paintings and mocking him. And then he said, what should I do? We were cool and now I'm kind of hurt by it. And I told you, ignore her and just be happy and go on. And he said, I appreciate blah, blah, blah. I know I already did what you told me to. And I just ignored the fact that they burned the paintings. I told a few friends and we all just agreed that my ex-girlfriend and her friends are all a bunch of childish animals. 
lock them up in a cage, and make them repaint all the ones they burned. By the way, unacceptable on my part for not knowing you were in Toronto. I'm not even kidding. Ten minutes after I sent you the email, I listened to the latest TVE and you mentioned being in Toronto. Lock me up till I know your tour dates inside and out. Anyways, thanks a bunch. Uh, you made my day. Well, thank you, brother. And, uh, yeah, any, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to get on women here, but any any woman that's going to burn, any woman that's going to burn your shit, man, after like, I, I feel like any woman that's going to burn some shit like that when you didn't cheat, you didn't fucking do anything, it didn't seem like you've done anything abusive, you didn't, you know, I mean, hit her like a psychopath, you didn't you know, bang her friend and fuck, you know, you didn't play, you just basically had a, like a normal breakup and then you saw her burn your shit. It's like you dodged a bullet, dude. You dodged a fucking bullet. Uh, all right. This is a quick one. Supermarket unacceptable for Matthew DeLuna. And he sent me pictures here. Um, it says, Hey Paul, I apologize for this being a little long. Oh, you sent some pictures. There's a something under. Okay. But I have two supermarket unacceptables for you. First unacceptable was this dumb fuck who doesn't know how to park. Uh, I'll let the photos do the talking for me. And, uh, yeah, the guy is hanging out all the way. He didn't even go into the space. He's hanging out halfway of the space. Wow, he left like five feet in front of him. Uh, the black van is parked so far back that I could barely fit my car through that tiny gap they left. Um, once I get into the market, I'm at the register and the guy ranting to the girl at the register is my second unacceptable. Let me give you a little background first. A California state, um, uh, proposition just passed that bans all, uh, disposable plastic bags from supermarket chains and big department stores like Target. You either have to bring your own reusable bag or buy one from the market for 10 cents each. Uh, now on to my unacceptable. This older white guy complains to the young girl at the register that uh, this is bullshit that we have to start paying for bags now. Uh, now that Trump is in office, he'll fix this problem. Wow. After that, he rants how shitty California is, uh, how food prices keep going up, and how Trump will fix all of the... Wow. Trump will fix all of the California's problems. He held the line up so long that I wanted to throw him in a... <laughs> throw him a quarter just so he can get out of line and leave. Uh, I leave the market and see this guy sitting in his Lexus talking on the phone. Just another cheap fuck who wants shit for free. I don't know if the guy knows this, but Donald Trump can't change state laws. And he's taking uh, all of his anger on this poor college girl who's working the late shift on a Friday night. She didn't make the law. The people in the state voted the law into place, you fucking dope. Lock this guy up in a cage and change him 10 cents for a piece of food. Uh, love you, Paul, and can't wait to see you in L.A. area if you ever uh, make it back here. Uh, just remember to bring your own bags when you go to the stores out here. <laughs> Thank you uh, <laughs> for the submission, Matthew. I'm definitely going to be out in L.A. I think I'm going to be out in L.A. in the spring before I shoot my special, which is an announcement that I'm going to make uh, right after this last Unacceptable. Uh, drivers from James Russo. Unacceptable. People who don't approach the damn intersection to make a left. Uh, I have places to be, Paul. 
<laughs> we're going to end it with that right there. Uh, thank all of you guys for the submissions. Uh, for the unacceptables. If you do have an unacceptable for the show for TVE, please send them to TVE. I'm sorry, unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. That's unacceptables for TVE at Gmail.com. Please send those and um, and I will read them. As far as Twitter, not many. I have one from Jeremy Rivard at uh, J E R E underscore Rivard, R I V A R D. Uh, Apple and all these other companies pushing emojis on us like it's the next language. It's not. It's just dumb. Hashtag unacceptable. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see what else. We've got a lot of podcasts. A lot of podcasts. I'm doing a ton of podcasts. Um, I'm doing... I did Bobby Kelly's. I got I got more podcasts. Just going to be fucking podcast, podcast. Here we go. This is from... Um, uh, Gary L at Gary three three three, and he says, uh, "Tweaking your lower back while wiping your ass, getting older is unacceptable." <laughs> oh Jesus, Gary, that's fucking. I mean, if you start hurting your back because you're wiping your ass, man, you got to go to a chiropractor. That's fucked up, man. Um. Let's see. Yeah, there's just so many other ones here. So, guys, uh, send me them on Twitter. I'm looking. I don't see any more right now. Um, so, that's it. Uh, there you go. Um, I do want to make an announcement. I did make it, it on Facebook. And, um, you know, it was pretty cool to see the people get excited. Um I can't really get into details of, um, you know, network stuff and what it's, where it's going and what we're going to do with it and all that stuff. But I can tell you this, I am definitely shooting my first stand up special, uh, not an album. This is a TV special. I will be shooting, um, in the spring. We are working on the date right now. I'm very excited about this. This is, um, something I've been waiting for my whole career. You know, I was, uh, you know, really thrilled with the uh, with the album and how the album was received last year. Um, you guys know if you listen to if you listen to the show or if you you know you saw the charts. But uh, Paul Verzi Night at the Stand was number one on iTunes last year, and then it was number four on Billboard's um, top 100 comedy albums in the country. That was uh, incredible. But I assure you uh, that. The new stuff right now is on a whole other level, and it's the best stuff that I've done, and it's going to be a stand-up special. So um, we're finding out the dates. We're working that out. Uh, you know, talking to my agent, talking to talking to the venue, talking to the the people shooting it. A lot of stuff is going on behind the scenes right now, but it uh, looks like it's going to happen. I would imagine um, in uh, either it, it's probably. I mean, I don't I don't know yet, so I don't want to say, it, but it's probably going to be. Um, it's probably going to be April or May, but I'm thinking more towards like the uh, late April or sometime mid to late April is probably when, but I will let you guys know for sure. But I am shooting a special and it is going to be, um, in New York and it's going to be either in Westchester or Rockland County. There's a couple of different places, um, two places that it's kind of down to. It might be the, uh, Terrytown Music Hall. Um, in uh, Terrytown, New York, which is an amazing uh, historic theater. Or I'm also still uh, thinking about Levity Live because Levity Live is built like a theater. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell shot her HBO special uh, there in 2015 at Levity Live. 
and um, there's some other specials that have been shot there. So I'm, I'm debating. I'm debating. We're going to look at some things and talk. But I am doing a special. I'm excited about it, and uh, I love to see everybody there. This is going to be the biggest night of my career. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be dope, man. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So I hope all you guys come out to it. Um, and, you know, the after party is going to be sick. The whole thing is going to be sick. So, um, you know, if you listen to the show, if you like my comedy, if you, if you like the Verzi effect, all that, um, this is going to be the best. So come out to it. And, um, and I appreciate it. So there you have it. There you have it. Uh, let's see what time we're on now. Uh, I didn't know if I was going to do a podcast this week because I put out three last week and I'm like, I got to put something out, you know? So, uh, all right, we're at 56 minutes. What else do we have? I don't, I did not see a movie guys. I didn't, um, you know, I wanted to, I have a couple of documentaries that I wanted to see on Netflix. There's a couple of movies in the theater that I want to see, but it's just been so, um, it's been hectic. It's been crazy. And I'm trying to not overdo shit. Like, go out to a show and then be like, oh, I could get a midnight movie in and then I'm up and I'm the, I'm the type of person, I don't know about you guys, but like if I start a movie and it's good after 15 minutes, I'm up for fucking two hours. I'm watching the whole thing. Like at three o'clock in the morning, if I watch a movie and it's, I'm like, I'm in, I'm fucking, I'm watching the whole thing. You know, I did stranger things like every night for, until it was done. I did, uh, I did the staircase by the way, I heard they're coming out with more staircases coming back. The staircase was crazy. I think the two most intense things I ever watched was the staircase, uh, the staircase on YouTube, and the imposter. The imposter was fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, so I did not see a movie, so I will let you guys know when I did. But I mean, what do you want from me? I gave you two movie rev- two movie reviews last week. Um, all right. Sports, guys, here we go. I am, this This was almost going to be my unacceptable. How many fucking times are NFL teams not going to take the three points? How many times are you not going to kick a field goal? I just don't understand it. The Giants lost to the Steelers, fine. And I'm not saying if they made all the field goals, they would have won the game. But they left, they, it was a one possession game in the fourth quarter. They left nine points on the fucking board. Okay. Fourth and one, right in the red zone, easy kick. You take the three points. Bill Parcells always has said, always has said, when you have zero on the board and you have an opportunity for a field goal, you take the field goal on fourth down and you just get the fucking, you get the goose egg off the board and you put some points on the board. The Giants had three opportunities to get field goals and they fucking went for it. And it was still a one-possession game. It's ridiculous. I mean, how many football games do you have to watch to just have the to 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 not realize that there was going well? You know, if they would have kicked a field goal, they still had six minutes and forty-three seconds on the clock. They could have. I, I can't hear Collinsworth say that shit anymore. But everybody's not. Everyone's counting the Giants out again. It does suck. We lost JPP for the rest of the regular season, but. If you look at the four games the Giants lost this year, they lost four games. They lost by by one play to the Redskins. They were in the game in the fourth quarter with the Vikings and the Packers, and they were in the game last week with the with the Steelers. After playing awful, they played awful. Eli threw two picks, you know, in the red zone. It happens with him sometimes. He always has those, you know, couple of games, whatever. 
You know, um, it's going to happen. I didn't like the way he was. He was fucking happy feet back there, panicking. It was just, you could tell that his defensive, uh, his, his offensive line was getting overwhelmed by uh, the Steelers' defensive line. But I feel like, um, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like the Giants were in the game. They've been in all the games. I think they got a really good opportunity on Sunday. I do. Um, I think the defense is going to be up for it. I think they're coming off. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team, but I think they're a very good team. And I think when a very good team with an improving defense like theirs comes off a loss, I think there's good improvements. And, you know, my homecoming theory, you guys know my homecoming theory, a good team loses on the road and comes home the next week. I like them. I like them. I like them with the spread. So, you know, I think Dak uh, Dak Prescott is due for a bad game. I think we just got to calm down with the running game and, and, and see if this kid makes a mistake. Uh, that's all I have with that. I uh, I know the Knicks have won like nine of their last 13 games or something like that. So, I mean, they got smoked by the Cavs. Um, so, that's all, that's all I have on sports uh, right now. And as far as plugs... Uh, plugs, I will be at the Newton Theater. No, will I be at the Newton Theater? No, not yet, not yet. I'm sorry. I gotta, I got another one here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta have this right. I will give you guys the dates, the upcoming dates. And like I said, when I find out when I'm shooting the special, I will let you guys know that. Oh, by the way, Thursday, what's today? Today is the 9th, right? Or the 8th? So, uh, yes, next Thursday, you could catch me on TV. I will be on Comedy Knockout. On True TV at 11 p.m. Next Thursday, 11 p.m., I will be on True TV's Comedy Knockout. I believe it comes on right after Impractical Jokers or right before Impractical Jokers. But that is next week, next Thursday. But I'll probably be able to announce that on the next show. Um, But I figured to just let you guys know that now. As far as shows, let's see. I will be doing a lot of New York City shows. Um, Monday, I'm at the stand. Tuesday, I'm at Dangerfields. Wednesday, I am at the stand. Um, a bunch of shows, yeah, a bunch of shows at the, at the stand. New Year's Eve, I am at the uh, Schubert Theater in, uh, in New Haven, Connecticut. I gotta put that one down too, but that one is going down. Guys, February 17th. Through the 19th, I'm sorry, February 17th and 18th. Mark it down now if you're in the area. People were asking me. I will be back in Providence, Rhode Island at the Comedy Connection. Back at the Comedy Connection, Providence, Rhode Island, February 17th and 18th. Three shows, one Friday, two Saturday. Check that out. I will also be going back to the Punchline in Atlanta. Not Don't have the exact dates yet and some other dates coming up uh, soon as well. Okay, so that's it. Uh, that's the show, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I will be back next week, and the cold will be fully gone. So I do apologize about that. Um, and uh, that's it. So until next time, guys, uh, until episode, wow, next one is going to be 285. Until then, be safe, and I will talk to you guys soon.